Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. This week, we have gone to the theater a ninth time to see another X-Men movie, this time X-Men Apocalypse. And now we're going to argue about it for about an hour or so. And along the way, you're going to get spoilers for Alien, Star Wars, A New Hope, Legend, all the X-Men movies, The Simpsons, episode 168, The Fifth Element, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Avengers, Age of Ultron, The Road, Harry Potter, The Order of the Phoenix, Jaws, and the X-Men animated series. Well, a bunch of us just got back from seeing X-Men Apocalypse, and I have some questions. Hey, Tyler, what the heck does Apocalypse do? What is his power? <laughs> this is a good one. Tyler, I'm glad you got this one. Go. <laughs> We're starting out like that. Just huh? yeah. coming in hot. Uh, well, let's see. Apocalypse, you know, is... He's got the, the, the orb thing, right? The purple thing that he, tra- <laughs> he travels in. He oh, he, yeah. Uh, he's got that. He's got the, the melty sand thing, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Where people melt into sand or sand melts into them. Or sure. Something. He, like, pushes them into the wall. It's very, yeah, it makes sense that he was in Egypt for the sand stuff. Yeah, that's particular. Uh, he can uh, no 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 no. He's got that. Yeah, he's Tyler. I oh, I'm sorry. Tyler. I just he's figured it out. That, I figured it out. He's got that deep echoey voice, you know. Okay, okay. No matter where he is, it just like you know, it's all echoey. You think that's part deep. of his mutant power? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but wasn't wasn't his deal like he he may or may not be able to transfer consciousness? Is, is that his power? I think so. Yeah, isn't it? That's the, and then that's he's accrued the yeah, other powers over time. He's got a whole pocket full of powers now. He's like a xenomorph from Alien. It's like whatever it's in, it takes on the characteristics of the thing that it's. Yeah, been. yeah. Like he just, sure. you know, he, he's just adding to his, his checklist of powers. All right. Well, I've got some other questions now that we've solved that. Matt Hughes is here. Hey, Matt. Hi. How come Apocalypse got telephone cords going into his head? <laughs> don't know why he looks like that and why is that armor like actually a big deal like i'm like oh man they got a got like that girl was so stressed about switching the armor over the beginning i'm like yeah she made a a point to do it oscar isaacs can't die because he's got wolverine's power apparently in ancient egypt like why does he need fancy pants weird toilet hose armor yeah that was we don't have an answer to that no i don't because it looks fashion yeah it looks good well, uh, Pat- 3600 BC. Patrick's here. Maybe he knows why uh, Apocalypse uh, tone and <laughs> depth of voice, pitch, and clarity and resonance changes at any given moment, in particular when he's being dramatic. What's up with that? How come? Yeah, th- it depends on what mutant power he's using. It affects the uh, <laughs> logic and his tone <laughs> tonality. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That's yeah, a good I appreciate conclusion. that. I don't think that's real. <laughs> no, I don't think, no, I don't think any it. of it's yeah, real. That's it. Oh, okay. Patrick's right. Patrick yeah. nailed it. Okay, great. And sure. Liam, Liam's here. Hey. Liam, how, what's that stuff on Apocalypse's forehead? Mm. Paint. <laughs> I think it's a bad makeup job. Someone's <laughs> 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 so just like, oh, uh, yeah, he keeps sweating here. Sorry, Oscar. He yeah, got eczema just, from the dry yeah. sand in <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> yeah, eczema. That might just be it. I guess that's the least, the least of my questions about Apocalypse. Because, you know, the X-Men universe got lots of blue people. Most of them have some kind They're of scaly something blue. or another. Yeah. So. Are they all blue? Three of them are blue, not mostly blue. Mystique, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler Beast, Beast yeah, Apocalypse. Of the colored... Uh, Careful with that word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of the of the non-natural skin tone. Yeah, oh, non-natural skin tone. That's really mean. Ooh, that's ooh, quite, who's blue? Ooh. Yeah, who Come isn't on blue? The majority of those. Right, that's true. If they're not... Yeah, move on. Right, before I say something really dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Don't, You can't yeah. be a racist term, toward mutants, man. That's what the whole movie is about. I know, I know. There was a red one in one of the other ones. Yeah, Azazel. Yeah. The Nightcrawler's dad. Devil looking so devil <laughs> devil looking guy. Why is that stupid? Yeah. His name's Azazel. He's a demon. <sighs> anyway. Why do you have to just look like a uh, old drawing of Satan? <laughs> 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 you know, in that scene that no one likes to talk like about in A New Hope, Halloween where they're costume. in the cantina, all those dime store Halloween masks oh, are yeah. in there. And yeah. at one point, the devil's just sitting there. Yeah, Somebody's it's great. Had a Satan mask sitting there. Yeah. Hey, man, it was, on, just, it was, it was on pretty cheap. scary. It's just a Halloween sure. costume, you know? You go down to the, the pop-up Halloween store that shows up on your block. Yeah. 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 Or they, some strip with the big vinyl uh, sign, because they yeah. don't get a real one. Right. 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 Why would they say to print a real one? Didn't they? They what? Didn't they use that same mask in Legend later with Tim Curry? 
Oh, are, are we talking about Azazel <laughs> or the Devil Mask? The Devil Mask. Uh, Tim Curry looked good yeah. in Legends. No, he had those great big horns, man. That was great. Yeah. Oh, baby. That handsome smile. Big horns. Well, uh, X-Men Apocalypse is out now, and this makes, did we say eight? Nine. Nine. Nine, Nine. Nine X-Men films. Uh, if you count everything that's at all connected to the X-Men universe, um, even the spinoff movies. Because they're still pretty connected. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think arguably Wolverine movies are X-Men tie-ins. Totally. Yeah, I was just saying a lot of folks sure. might forget to include Deadpool on the list, despite the fact that it has the X-Mansion and... Two X-Men in it. And some actual footage from X3. Did you read that? There's an article going around this week where some enterprising young man found a clip that was recycled from X3, uh, The Last Stand, actually shot for shot shows up in Deadpool. There's no a, way. There's a wide shot of the uh, school for the gifted as the you know the, yes. queen, the jet comes up out of it yep. and shoots off. It, that's, that's from, from That's X3. footage from it? That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> That's how you save a penny, man. Hey, Tim Miller, he had a low budget. He was being smart. Yeah. It seems like uh, so far, and I haven't done a ton on the internet yet because I just saw the movie today, and obviously I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, but it seems like folks aren't into as Apocalypse as they have been some of the other X-Men movies. It's uh, sitting at 52% on Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked, so people are not... 52? Wow, that must like went half. up tremendously. Oh. When I looked, it was down in the 30s, I thought. Yeah. Good yeah. grief, then it... I, I looked on Friday, so it might have dipped significantly since people actually saw it, which is sad. Yeah, so I, you know, and I, I must confess, when the first trailer was going around, I saw that first trailer. Um, I didn't seek it out. It was on in the theater, and I was like, yeah, why not? I'll watch this thing. And to see the trailer, I was thinking, oh, this isn't going to be that great it seemed like uh, i read one article described it as it, it looking like a gritty reboot of the cartoon <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh i was like yeah it seems kind of accurate it seems kind of kooky and the cartoon was great well, oh yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, love that cartoon i that just felt like with their running at each other <laughs> i just felt like i'd the trailer i was like oh man i've seen all of this a lot yeah it didn't so that uh, was my concern is like oh man it's just gonna be more the same. And since, uh, you know, with yeah. Days of Future Past, they had wiped the slate clean to do whatever they want, which is great. You're like starting off at square one with the franchise in a sense. And Apocalypse is a, you know, a classic canonical X-Men villain. But it just seemed like, oh, I don't know, whatever. And then everyone was shaming it, or at least it seemed like a lot of folks didn't like it. I went in thinking, this is probably going to be pretty bad, but maybe I'll be wrong and it was good. I got to tell you guys, I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed the movie. It had some some big problems and uh, we'll talk about where it ranks later, but um, I went away thinking, not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good X-Men movie. Tyler, what'd you think about X-Men Apocalypse? Uh, not bad. Pretty good <laughs> X-Men movie. Okay. That, that's all you got? <laughs> Matt. <laughs> you <hear me? laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> pretty good X-Men movie. <laughs> I, I don't have any strong thoughts, good or bad. It it exists, and I enjoyed it. I don't have enough uh, intimate knowledge of the X-Men universe to really have any criticisms of the story. So, Just as bad. a movie. As a, as movie. a movie, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Not <laughs> it bad. great, okay. Matt Hughes, what did you think about X-Men Apocalypse? I mean, it was it was all right. Like, it's... I know we're not. We're trying very hard because next episode we're going to rank them all, and we're trying hard not to talk about the other ones. But you, you can't not think about a third movie in a trilogy in context of the others. It wasn't really that great compared to the rest of the trilogy. I'm just. Okay. I was like, I'm glad I saw it. Okay, and the Meh. trilogy being first class, Days yeah. of Future Past, the, and this the one. current, yeah, cast, the prequel trilogy, trilogy the prequel will. trilogy, yeah. yeah. I'm like, eh, that's all right. Patrick, what did you think about X-Men Apocalypse? I thought it was okay. I thought it had really cool moments that I thought was great. Uh-huh. And then it had a lot of other moments that I thought were not great. So I thought it was okay. <laughs> three out of five, I'd say. Yeah, that's. I would give it three out of five also. Liam. Wor- worth a movie yeah. trip to the movies, i say. Uh-huh. Liam, would you agree, disagree? You know, I'm uh, not emphatically, but I'll tell you what. I came out with a you know, marginal thumbs up after a couple of days of thinking about it. Give it a thumbs down. I'd give it like two and a half. Ooh, Ooh a thumbs down. So yeah, thumbs down. as you marinated on it, it it depreciated in your mind. It did. Like a new car off the lot. Like yeah, like that's. Tell a me grand. why. Why is that? <laughs> well, 
I got to think. I mean, we we talked about Apocalypse for a second. Like, what is he? <laughs> like, like what is like? What's going on there? Like, what is like what is this entity that they have to fight? Uh, like, what are its weaknesses really? I mean, not too much. I mean, even when the 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 trailers kind of kicked off, I was like, "Ooh, they're doing Apocalypse." That's a foe. Like in the cartoons, the comics that they never really beat. They could kind of like subdue him a little bit, but they never like he can't really beat because it is like a demigod and stuff and. Yeah, so like when you like put it into this movie context, it's like, ooh, well, what can they do creatively with it? And I really didn't answer any questions at the end of it. They they stopped him, I guess, but like but I don't really know. Like he he seemed to be effectively obliterated, right. to me. But not before he yeah. given those guys a fabulous makeover. Yeah. <laughs> so I like nah, I was like no, and, and then I started having some problems with like the effects and its dazzlingness. Of yeah, you know, I just thought the effects looked messy. I mean, Apocalypse himself, which again I appreciate as being a difficult character to do, just looked like a blue thumb, just kind of moving <laughs> around. It had some like you know carvings into it, and yeah. Uh, I mean, I just feel bad for kind of Oscar Isaac's being like covered in that thing for. I know they could have cast anyone at a time. Like it didn't have to be him. I, they manipulated his voice a good deal, and it's like I, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, Apocalypse was way. was problematic i'll be honest as uh, a nerdy type of person that's read a lot of comic books i was thinking apocalypse is weird a, a, a concept in the Hard comic books so how's this going to yeah. make any sense but whatever oscar mm-hmm. isaacs is great this sh- should be interesting and i couldn't figure out exactly what he did and then when i did wrap my head i thought i wrapped my head around his you know staggering power or whatever i was always confused at how they always seem to be outsmarting and beating him in these little things let me let me just loose this out into the air if we want to go ahead and get this deep yeah, early get on into yeah it. come on now um hey apocalypse let me improve this plan for you why don't we do this why don't we transfer your consciousness into charles xavier before we start the huge plan of destroying everything and attracting all the attention to us in the world i mean like the entire reason he couldn't get himself in there fast enough is because he waited for and begged for a fight to come to him before he did that if he was going to be the most all-powerful thing in the universe by getting his consciousness into xavier let's he was sneaking around privately for most of the movie doing all this stuff go snatch that guy up Get him in there and then start your incredible plan. To when when right you away. can control everyone and no one will fight you. Yeah. Yeah, he needed the pyramid to do that, right? He had to, he had to yeah, build but that. He didn't have to have Magneto pyramid. destroying the world at the same time. Right. And Magneto, the, nukes, the nukes got everyone. Right. That didn't need to really happen. And also, like, no, the it, nukes he's like solar powered. Like, why not just go somewhere out in the desert where there's well, a ton of sand uh, and no one knows and you can just build a pyramid and the sun is always shining and then you're done? He needs uh, that artifact. Yeah, well... Oh, that special gold yeah, pyramid a topper? When he, the circuit first, board. when he first saw Xavier, when he first realized he had access to Xavier is when he did the nukes thing. So that was like a that was like an instinct to him so it's like a knee-jerk yeah, reaction a, he said oh i got access now i'm gonna launch all the yeah news. he's taking away all the human threat so, I get that. so I'm saying sure. he brought so much attention to himself yeah but he did that right away and that and that's when he realized that xavier existed his next step move. was to get xavier he immediately went and got xavier and then he they went up onto that hillside and he built the pyramid but then he called everybody on their brain phones <laughs> yeah, and that's did. probably where he went wrong yeah also he probably should have built the pyramid and then called everybody yeah. after how about this the, hey apocalypse yeah. <laughs> hey yeah. apocalypse that's you know how Google you can wants. uh you know how you can blink and people disintegrate why don't you do that before they kill you okay <laughs> that's that was my next big question so in several <laughs> moments apocalypse was able to like tear things apart on what seemed to be a molecular level yes. or something mm-hmm. and yet, sandy pretty and sandy yeah just, just he, got it all dusty all cars yeah he was in sand he completely like eradicated a cityscape yeah he turned it to dust and yeah. yet these kids come up to him and he just turns around and talks to them and then lets them have a fight right. with them why not you know and also he dropped a whole uh like gay steel mill into the floor that was a joke. Steel mill? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the from the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, they were all buff and <laughs> <Right>. like <Yeah>. suspenders. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, that one guy was so yoked. With the blink of an eye, they were in the ground. He didn't do that to any of the X Men. Right? Does he maybe like he a challenge? <laughs> maybe he didn't want to do that to mutants. Oh, because he's like no, yeah, he, he was, was like telling he was telling them to kill each other. 
Like, that's why he has the four horsemen. He was going to kill Quicksilver just like that. Like, is Gene, is no, the Phoenix, like, that much more powerful than, like, the first ever mutant? Is that what we're going to think here? But uh, before we get to Gene, sorry. Apocalypse could oh, have killed Quicksilver. Instead, he broke his leg and stuck him to the ground and walked away. Yeah, yeah because yeah, he was right. trying to manipulate his horsemen to do his, to keep him on his side. But talking about his horsemen, why is there another X-Men movie where Angel is so underutilized? I'm so bummed. I think he's so cool. And they he's were like... He's just a freaking guy with wings. Yeah, Who but that's about him. He flies. They all fly. I, wasn't, he was in yeah. X3. Yeah, and just like, oh, cool. Briefly. And he, yeah. He's just... Yeah, he doesn't do he's it. Like I don't think right? he's just not that interesting as a as a mutant. His mutant power, and I'm doing air quotes right here, is that he has wings, and, and he can throw his feathers at you. Hecka strong, it looked like. As well, well, he just was, he was like, a, like he's a scrapper. He fights. That's true. He fights in Berlin in a weird S and M club. He's got the comparable strength of a bird. I like <laughs> if a bird with the size of a man that would be he's as got, strong as his. He's got hollow bones, so he's really light. That's right. He'll break easily. Yeah. I liked that he had little talons on yeah, his wings. Yeah, I was into that. That was kind of interesting. Scratch the ground. You want to talk about a wasted character? Nightcrawler yeah. is second only to Quicksilver in the X Men cinematic universe as having the most visually interesting power. Yes. And he almost does nothing in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's like as acrobatic as Spider Man and he can teleport. He yeah. can teleport in a cloud of purple smoke and all he did was like use it to go into a helicopter. Nah, he man, he got lost he got, in he that pyramid. He got Xavier. Yeah, he was scared. He was young. I and just, scared. They he didn't make it like baby visually interesting to see him flip around and use yeah. his tail also, and all that stuff. He's young. Also, in the <laughs> okay. in in the comic books, is he not Azazel and Mystique's kid? Yeah. But no it obviously not here. Well, right. We don't know. That that doesn't seem to be the case. Right. He'd be a little too old to be Mystique's kid in here. Well, yeah, she, I don't know. It's been 20 she, years since right. the Cuban thing. And, and that's where like, Azazel was. And they could have... They were on Eric's team. Older. Well, no. that They referenced that in uh, Az- first class. And Azazel weren't that, around each other. I guess they she weren't in make, the Hellfire Club together. She could make herself not age, right? Yep. Right. Well, yeah, but sure. Hank references it in first class that her genes will make her look like a teenager when she's 40. Right. They well, expo- expositioned that yeah, so they could have Jennifer Lawrence be the same for 20 years. Well, Here, they actually did a really great job of making Jennifer Lawrence herself be the actress in this instead of covered in blue. Yeah. Because, of course, she's the money-making face now of the franchise. Sure. Yeah, why would you And so they said, face? why are we going to cover this up when we want people are coming to are see her? Are they thinking that or are they also thinking, but also we could get her effectively naked in the movie when she's in her blue form? I hope they're not thinking that. That's horribly tawdry. What are you you talking about? This is a 20th Century Fox. They're a big studio. That's what the first three movies were. This is Rebecca Romaine naked with scales Uh, pasties. Yeah. Yeah, Well, sure. As naked as she may be, it's what is there to see? She's just covered in paint. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I think that uh, they they were actually... It was smart of them from a money-making standpoint to not paint her so that people can come and enjoy her being her uh and they actually wrote that in really well where she yeah, was a hero and she didn't want to be a hero so yeah. she didn't walk around as mystique because she didn't want to be recognized yeah i, I really like that part too yeah. she was like the underground hero they love yeah, she yeah. Didn't know it that was i cool. like that art. I that, that was, was a good great. art the that this is the weird thing about apocalypse that had certain elements to it that were actually really great that were reminiscent of like the better movies in the franchise that were kind of like oh that's an actually a really interesting way to spin the the mythos uh, after the showdown in DC um, with the unveiling of the Sentinels and Magneto being yeah. this uh, evil villain and Mystique became the hero and changed the trajectory of the mutant civil rights movement. That's actually a really interesting concept. It's gone. It's made it all its way. It's way. It's made it all the way out into the Eastern world where, you know, young girl Aurora Monroe or whatever she's called in this movie. The Which is a very Egyptian last name. <laughs> Storm. Is uh, she's got a picture of her on her wall, and that was cool. But yeah. then there were all these other complicated or overly complicated, kind of messy, cheesy things that came into the movie. Yeah. That's like Apocalypse and his four horsemen were cheesy. Yes, anytime right. they were on screen, it was just like the uh, antagonist of the movie was kind of cheese ball, which is know. a problem. Yeah, these guys look kind of lame. Their outfits they look kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like he needs these four horsemen. It's an interesting concept because yeah, they didn't really explain why. We can identify with that, but it's just like yeah, Galactus. Was it, it was it just for that line with yes. Rose Byrne? Yeah, like guys, maybe the Bible got it from guys, him. Is that why? You know what his his superpower is? It's branding. 
He is a great hype man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, he is just hyping himself up. These four horsemen are his entourage. Y'all okay. go okay. first and make some you, noise. You can't roll into the party. You get the crowd riled up for me. Your entourage. Okay. He's like, first things first. You're gonna need a new outfit. Yeah, <laughs> he's working on. You gotta be on he's like, He was really working on his yeah. uniform, right? Hey, he's like yeah. using his hands, not I, just his mind. Sh- I gotta give it to the with that that scene with Metallica's four horsemen. Yes, it was so that cool. Was, wasn't that <laughs> a riot? <laughs> Why are we blasting Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But uh, Psylocke, Psylocke was the most worthless of the four. Horsemen. Absolutely worthless. Oh yeah, I'm like cool. What you got you a mind and whip. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with just <laughs> one giant problem with any of the problematic X Men movies is mutants shoehorned into the movie so that fans can go, oh neat, so and so's in the movie. Right. Psylocke achieves nothing in the movie. She and loses a fight with Beast. That's it. For some it. reason, her, I, I hate to be like this nerdy of a nitpick, but it, she looks like someone who did a cosplay at Comic-Con. She just like, this is, you have a multi-million dollar budget and why do you look right. so silly? You look like... Yeah, it doesn't work when they're straying so far away from the source material to make it more realistic with flight suits and armor and then all of a sudden like, well, but no, that's just a comic book have on the purple bathing suit for some yeah. reason. <laughs> With the long scarf belt. Guys. <laughs> like, that's impractical in a fight. Apocalypse <laughs> knows <laughs> branding. <laughs> okay. He said, you got to get dressed up if we're going to go into this club. <laughs> he was working what on them club? for sure. That one where no, they're fighting the mutants. Club of battle, yeah. That punk club at the beginning. I just, it seems like Magneto is such a dynamic interesting villain right that goes that oscillates back and forth between the good and the bad he's He's an anti-hero yeah he's and he's been wonderfully realized especially by michael fassbender no offense to ian mckellen sure Uh, uh, michael fassbender is fantastic he's great he's really his story is the heart of the movie even though that's not the main plot that's the one you're most oh my gosh far more compelling it really is it was great that was was so much more interesting and then he's playing second fiddle to Oscar Isaac is blue man a, a wonderful actor. Uh, I like him a lot, and he's great. But they didn't—he didn't really have a lot to do except walk no. around and say no. weird villainous lines. Yeah. And he was—he was so old. Even when he first came back to life or woke up, he was just confused by the world around him. He's looking at stereos oh. and television. <laughs> that and trope where he's touching the TV and, and he's learning, like, learning. Yeah, <laughs> weapons. Yeah. But it was superpower. Still, I was like, hey, stop. For this Five. is so bad. Yeah, exactly. I was like, we've done this. We've been here. This is yeah. short circuit. This There's a lot of movies like, it's like that. like Chappie where they, using the internet. <laughs> yeah. Flip, yeah, they flip through all the open windows right. on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but, okay, cool. But I thought it was actually kind of interesting to see his ancient Egyptian perspective on the modern world. And then he said, uh, the weak, the weak have risen to power. Is that Mm -hmm. what he said? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was interesting. And so all of his choices were super, um, powered, gaudy, if you will. (laughs) Do you so mean the, like God? The, the costumes, yeah. gaudy or, or gaudy, gay, gaudy, gay, a g a w d y. Yeah, lots of okay. gold Garish. everywhere. You know, yeah. very he lavish, was, flamboyant, God. flamboyant. That's very aesthetic awesome. in ancient he was just, Egypt. He was just fabulous. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. true. That but, uh, his style was just, even Magneto's was so helmet ancient. was more fabulous yeah. when he gave it to him than the last. His style helmet. was so ancient, so I think it played into that fine when they like, especially when they walked into the. Pyramid in the first scene, and he had the big Sphinx style. I thought that scene on. was a strong start. I was yeah, like, yeah that was, was cool. That he was there. totally obscured by yeah. all that yeah. orn, orn, ornamental stuff. Yeah, yeah. so he just like I feel like hawk head or whatever was he had on that ancient Egyptian aesthetic brought into the X Men universe, and we know the creators of X Men sure love dressing them up in wild costumes anyway. So I think that they just ran with that. Which Ryan was Singer. great at the end where you actually, for the first time in an X-Men movie, saw like actual X-Men costumes. Yeah. That was really? wonderful. No, stop. No. I disagree because what? that was so stupid. One, they <laughs> okay. point counterpoint. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> what X-Men movie have they not worn costumes? But they, they're always there they like freaking motorcycle outfits. That's exactly what they wore at the end of this movie. They no, were they were like colored, man. Like no, Scott's was like blue and yellow and Quicksilver was with silver and Nightcrawler's had the red on and they were like a nod to like the right Wait uniforms from like the comics. Did you see this movie? Because that didn't happen. No, yeah, when they're happen. in the training room with Misty. Oh, at that scene. Oh, sure, yeah, not yeah. the flight suits. That was stupid. And how dumb was it that they were the exact right amount with have boob shapes? <laughs> and the right amount that had like 
boy chest shapes. I'm like, come what on, like someone counted. That That's what so we're talking dumb. about. Yeah, yeah. Why, oh, why guys. I'm talking about the very end. Mystique that was right. Didn't even yeah. need a, a suit. Yeah, is she naked all the time? Like, un- her clothes are part of her skin. Uh, yeah, yeah, she certainly is. Yeah. yeah like, how was Psylocke's sword sharp when she was Psylocke? Is it like her fingernail that has an edge? Like, Mystique's how does she do that? Mutant power makes the least sense of any mutant in the X Men. Like, when I genuinely think about it, I'm like, aren't you always clothes? cold? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Aren't you always clothes. like you're naked all the time? They're How about this? skin clothes. Can you take them off or not? She becomes people that are different shapes and sizes. Yeah, she's like remember when Peter was going on about the rules of thermodynamics? Right, uh, you can't become someone bigger than you. Or, no, and you can't become someone smaller unless you have like air she's, pouches inside of you that can like. She'd have to be down. controlling her own molecular structure. Right, she'd be like point. dense. She'd if she was like a cells. Yeah, <laughs> if she was like decreasing. a short person, she'd be denser. That's what she did. Yeah, but no, it was more about the scales on her skin that oh. affected her right her just they were like a flippity floppity mirage you could try to make it make sense it just won't yeah but yeah the clothes thing the is sharp weird, thing but there there's even like sense. she makes glasses and stuff yeah yeah there's how like an occasion where she could she drop the sword uh, a janitor and she has a name tag and then yeah. how did you get this name tag but even that <laughs> even that like stuff aside we're like how is she creating these extras that aren't part of her flesh uh like, could she take off the clothes? That's what I just them? said. What then if she dropped it? Anyway, anyway. Do they take back the more skin? I'm more bothered by her ability to take on the appearance of someone that she has yet to see in person or speak the voice of someone that she's yet to hear with her own when ears. When does that happen? Wait, yeah, tell me when. Uh, well, she, <clears throat> she speaks like Xavier's mother in the kitchen when she... That's him. true. She does. And all she has to go is a photo. But then there's other occasions where she takes on like the look of like a pilot and the pilot's like in the plane across some <laughs> airstrip. But she just, she just hadn't great, seen great him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few occasions where she hadn't seen or heard someone and she takes on their How does she where, make where herself short like Peter Dinklage? Where does the rest of her go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it works with the T-1000 because he has to kill the person whose identity yes, right. he, he has to touch him touch which him really right for him is just a kill. Right. He doesn't touch Jen- which gently. Which that works. They solve that whole dilemma in, in Terminator 2 by having Arnold explain the mechanics of the T-1000. He can't become complex machines. Right. And you see for yourself that even the clothes are just the shape of the liquid yep. metal. Right, because then when like, he gets shot cool. with the shotgun, like it, the clothes explode into liquid metal. Yeah, That's rational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but certainly more rational than your little scaly mabobs turn you into a little person whose glasses can come on and off. And uh-huh. yeah, because he takes them off when he when she he is crying after looking at the autopsy photos, and I'm like, what? That's part. That's part of your skin. You just took it off. Maybe it is a part of a, like a telekinetic thing that she's not aware of. The child. Okay, come on. That makes more pushing it all over that. Here's here's a, here's another big back to apocalypse. Yeah, sorry. Let's talk about this movie. Here's a big problem with the movie, um, or maybe a missed opportunity is a better word, or a way for the movie to feel a little bit more well rounded. This movie takes place in the '80s. Yeah, and it does not feel like a movie set in the '80s. Every no. now and then, they suddenly remind you, "Oh, we're in the '80s. Look, it's Tab." Or we went know. to see Return of the Jedi. Right, and there's with the Jubilee. Rhythmics. There's some great... Uh, that Jubilee? That was definitely Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, Asian was, girl with Jubilee. colorful hair. Jubilee is such a waste. It's like... Yeah, it's uh, like cool. sparkles. Who cares? Watch out. Here she comes. Fourth of July. Every day with Jubilee. I always loved Jubilee. <laughs> of course you did because the, com- the comic tried to... Or the cartoon tried cartoon. to make you love her. The cartoon was great, yeah. But uh, their clothes the, were 80s. All those denim skirts That was actually kind of charming because they put yeah, folks hair. like jubilee and nightcrawler into their 80s comic book yeah, outfits like, like the big that. red jacket mm-hmm. and everything right that was great and i just kept fe- feeling like man if this if this movie embraced its period piece-ness it would feel a lot more coherent you know because yeah. th- there were lots of moments right. where you don't feel like you're in the 80s at all and then suddenly you're dropped into the 80s and you're like right. wait what and then it's playing your rhythmics during yeah. the, yeah. the fantastic right. quick silver class, oh my gosh that quick silver class do that so better good. so exactly. much better so exactly. much better they embrace it's like you're in the 70s oh, the, yeah. the whole movie like even aesthetically end with like the events that they're based around like it's based around the Cuban Missile Chrysler like we're constantly referencing like JFK's assassination like you can't escape it oh it's the end of Vietnam okay I know where we are in history yeah I feel like that would have made the movie play out a lot stronger and I think some of the things Liam's talking about which I noticed too some of the just 
the visual effects and the set designs just felt it felt messy and incongruent. Messy. Like yeah. when Jean Ray walked effects, out yeah. on air, yeah, and the smoke was, was nowhere near her. I'm like, come yeah. on, you guys, what is what is yeah. happening here? And then uh, took me right out. Honestly, some of the visual effects themselves seem messy. Some of the makeup effects on Oscar Isaac every now and then, I'm like. Hey, this looks bad. Like, yeah, you need a little touch up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like this is. It's like when a girl's put on too much foundation; it's kind of cakey and cracking a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, looked weird. They do that? I've heard. <laughs> oh. Some of the so goes the rumor. The cityscape destruction seemed kind of like weak and unconvincing when things were flying around and breaking. Oh yeah. Well, the, just like even the Cairo. That that no, that when, the, when the actual city yeah. started to go like toward when, the end, when, when you had that shot of the two rivers. And like the tower block in the background. Well, specifically, there was a shot. New York. There was there were two shots of like this freighter with those big like freighter was terrible. Yeah, it looked really bad. Freighter was really bad. Thank you. You noticed the same thing. Yeah, the the cargo containers in the freighter. Yes. And then when it went back to them and showed them wrecked later on, it still looked awful. Yeah, which is surprising because cargo containers are just. There's sharp corners. (laughs) I know it's like the one thing CG does really. You're making a box with some. Jagged edges. It's like, what do you? And I, it's I do that in my movie, like in my sleep. <laughs> you know? I don't know anything right. about uh, how one makes things that aren't real on a computer. <laughs> there was a lot of names at the end. <laughs> there no was credits. a lot of names. But I watch a movie like uh, Deadpool, which is so, you know drastically limited budget compared to this movie, and ninety percent of that entire chase sequence on the freeway is entirely CG, yes. and. I didn't know. 90% is entirely CG? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> like the there are points when you're watching the screen and there's nothing entirely? real. <laughs> yeah. I meant 90% of everything that you're seeing in that whole sequence is see, like there was nothing on the screen and then they made it. The cars, the freeway, the people. Yeah. The bullets, the cigarette everything. lighter, all of it. Is that better? And, uh, yeah, okay. and I didn't realize that until afterward because it was so seamless to me. Right. It was beautiful. Uh, and then in this thing, you're like, well, it was the cargo container. Those cargo containers are not even. The rest of it looked good when Magneto was doing his thing with all the dirt, the metal you dirt. Like See, yeah. I disagree. I didn't like that orb around him. I thought it looked uh, just static. Couldn't get in there. Static. <laughs> yeah, the magnetic field's too strong. Well, it doesn't like, make sense. I think that you could walk through a magnet. It was um, a clever concept for Magneto to dig deep down into his powers and discover a new way to control metal. Because yeah. at this point, it's just. It's larger pieces of metal or jewelry or whatever. Oh, you can move a submarine now. So for him to pull minerals out of the earth, like how is that supposed to be visualized? You know, so they have to make these cloud type things, almost like a swarm of bees or something, Mm -hmm. to make it it seem visual. It wasn't that the magnetic field itself is that he had created this dense orb and he couldn't pull it apart enough. Because of the right. silver into it, I had to. <laughs> I love Quicksilver. I had a good view movie going experience for the most part, but when Quicksilver showed up, there was a dude way up in the balcony from the back of the room who just shouted, "Quicksilver!" <laughs> Why? Oh, in case anybody didn't know, get yeah. out of here. We what know who he is. Freaking idiot. <laughs> nah, he knew. He knew before you <laughs> did. Yeah. He saw him first because <laughs> his eyes are fast, <laughs> like Quicksilver is fast. The uh, Quicksilver is a great character. Yeah, I think it's a really well imagined kind of okay that he died in age of ultron yeah he wasn't the quicksilver in age of ultron wasn't as interesting yeah Uh, this one was cool though (laughs) what they did great with this is they gave us a little taste in days of future past and they hammed up considerably in this one but it wasn't bad it was like that's exactly what we wanted yeah Yeah. that's the kind of attitude he would have because he was young kid living in his yeah it was really really good but that scene from um the prison break in the cafeteria yeah uh, with the slow motion Pentagon bottle, yeah, yeah. that was great. Sprinklers, yeah, that was a great scene. That's like maybe the best scene. And, and they replicated the it with Definitely. the explosion. And they did really well when they replicated it with the explosion uh, of the yeah. mansion. I thought that was. I'd fantastic. say it was the best scene in this movie. Uh, I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, the 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 effects actually worked really well. It's almost like they spent most of their time on that scene, and they had to get to the cargo ship later. <laughs> and <they> said, <laughs> rush through it. Cargo ship's gonna mess with you yeah. for a while. Huh? But that um, scene I thought was great, although. It was a little frustrating, you know, when Havoc uh, blew, blew up. up the generator or whatever it was. And yeah, and um, Quicksilver plane. showed up, you know, very, very coincidentally for everyone's benefit and pulled them all out of the mansion where they they, re- they realized they caught up 
with real time and they said oh no what are we doing outside oh no the mansion blew up oh darn havoc's dead i was so disappointed <laughs> in all of their reactions mm-hmm. yeah they were, they were not yeah. surprised in the least yeah. to be all of a sudden standing out on the lawn they're i mean x-men man. they're this out of school for gifted style. youngsters they should all be their suspension of disbelief is through the roof they did not even say thank you yeah well speaking of reactions i f- like a, they didn't respond to their house being destroyed or like that they were just out, like any of that. But I feel like every character in this movie was not as though they were in a situation that they weren't prepared for. Like everyone was was not blown away that the things that were happening, that they were fighting this apocalypse guy or that suddenly they had they, they freed this guy called Wolverine. They're just like, uh, maybe I can touch him and reveal some memories to him. That's what I want to do. Or uh, Yeah, I didn't really need like, that cameo. There's a plane. Beast, can you fly? I'll figure it out. Like no one's like, dude, we get to be in this plane. Are we gonna react to how yeah, cool this is? They're just like, Quicksilver was the only one who acted like a for kid. Us. Yeah, right. the rest of them were like, business as usual. Yeah, it's like you guys have never yeah. been in this experience before. Like, is anyone like in awe? Like, yeah. no. And yeah. I feel like uh, I got a special brain message. <laughs> I know what to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got these cool red Ray Bans, so I'm good to go. The world oh. struggled too. Like, didn't Magneto like ruin everything? for a long time is in the world like wrecked now because he was yeah. pulling minerals out for a long time before they stopped him totally well, well we in didn't New York it was just a couple bridges <laughs> they Cairo's said land masses mess. will slow it down <laughs> Cairo's a mess Cairo's yeah. gonna have to shut that, down for wherever a little that bit. was with the cargo ship it's got ship. that nice new pyramid the cargo ship it doesn't look real I guess that's a problem <laughs> yeah. it's probably not real the cargo ships are tipping over all the time man mm-hmm. Matt I don't like what you said though I thought the oh. cameo was awesome Let, let's talk about the cameo for okay. a second because the, uh, I don't know if uh, this came up on an episode, but I had that cameo spoiled for me. I didn't watch the second trailer. And one day I'm looking at news feeds on movie websites that I follow. And every thumbnail, every website has a thumbnail of a fist with claws coming out that says yeah, new X-Men apocalypse right. trailer. And I'm I like, saw this spoiler well, as well. great. Now I know for sure that in some way Wolverine shows up in this right. movie. And honestly, I had no idea they had done a fairly good job at keeping that a secret i felt like yep and the way that the movie plays out it would have been a huge surprise for me up yeah. until the moment they get up in that bunker and you hear someone snorting and gruffing i would have been like holy crap that's i thought cool. it was Sabretooth. that's what i was thinking oh I, as soon I as they went to anything, alkali lake because uh, i'd seen that spoiler oh, sure, as soon yeah. as they go to like alkali lake and strikers there i'm like oh cool this is the part where wolverine yeah, will yeah be as soon as i saw striker and they were in the dam Freaking i thought striker. oh wolverine's got to be around here somewhere but yeah. i didn't know he was going to show up yeah. Yeah. by that I point i thought we still haven't seen wolverine he might show up now that we're here we'll definitely see him but when we finally did get there i was so confused by the series of events that had to have taken place for him to end up yeah that was what i was gonna ask about like it makes no sense because at the end of days of future past wolverine is in the river he's He's well he's he's sort of been hijacked by his future self and so his conscious his future consciousness leaves so we've got old wolverine who might not know who these people are but mystique is there pulling him out of the water not striker no i thought striker did pull him out on no it was mystique as striker yeah Uh, mystique is always trying to give you hints man she's always turning her eyes yellow mystique Mm -hmm. As Striker pulls him out. Oh, good point. That's right. Pulls all so, the rebar okay. out. How yeah. did Wolverine end up with Striker? Yeah. This is like Wolverine is, is trapped in a Final Destination movie. Even when his future has been completely rewritten, yeah. somehow he still ends, still ends up, up with in that the stinking freaking metal in with his With Striker and with an adamantium skeleton. Well, Beast had that... that uh, short moment where he's talked about how the future is like a river you can throw a pebble in but it's still going to correct itself right so and there's 20 years of story we missed between days of future past and this so there's plenty of time for strike 10 years 10 years years. yeah 20 years yeah 73 to 83 they're in 10 year increments right so there's that and i i didn't know he was going to be in it but i just assumed he was because that's this is a x-men movie Right, so he's always and in he's them, even the if most it's just famous. Yes, but first class Wolverine had that cameo where he said "f off." Right, <laughs> I thought it was, th- was going to at least be that, maybe more, because I like Hugh Jackman, so I'll follow him on but social media. And there's like pictures of him working out. Hey man, hey, let's be honest, so he always looks so good. I mean, Wolverine's <laughs> connection to this these prequels is so flimsy because it's only future Wolverine who goes back into the past that has any connection. Right. The, the Wolverine that exists at that parallel time. to them at that time has no connection to them. Is this now so does, maybe like yeah, now he knows who Rogue is Rogue and no. Scott and no Gene. Gene. Rogue. That one Gene. Rogue. Yeah, sorry, not Rogue. A lot Gene. of X-Men this week. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah it's been a lot of X-Men. Uh, 
yeah, Wolverine got his moment with Jean and Is Scott. that why he's in love with her in X1 when he just shows up at the... No, that's X1 totally One is gone. Oh, that's exist. right. That doesn't exist this anymore. This is like Terminator Genesis. Those movies don't matter anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. But, you know, the... But they still managed to bring in the love triangle, if that's... Yeah, that's true. They hinted... Of like a 150-year-old guy and a 15-year-old. Yeah. She's a lot younger than him in that <laughs> They moment. creepily hinted... She always her. is. But... The, uh, I thought well, yes, he's like a hundred plus, right? Sure. As a fan, I thought the the cameo was cool. One yeah. because Wolverine was in the movie. That's great. Two, it was neat to see him in. This is going to sound uh, petty, but in a Weapon X scenario that was more like the classic mythology of Weapon X, because the in the horrible movie. His Weapon X thing that you Origins. see oh. is nothing like the, the comic book scenario, which isn't the worst thing. Right. But it was cool because he had that headgear on that he always see yeah. him in the comic books. very 80s And he headgear. escapes out into He's the wilderness. Oh, that was great. I was like, oh, that was super cool. It didn't really contribute anything to the movie other than to tickle, you know, the, the fan right. fans. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like how animal-like he became. Do you think that the the experiments on him just kind of brought out that primal nature in him yeah well he had been like tortured and poked and prodded yeah. at over a yeah, very long even, period of time but even that he'd Potentially been, he'd been experiencing pain and suffering for decades and decades he'd not like through a w- weapon x they were trying stuff. to program him into yeah a they weapon. just had yeah. him he was a lab rat that they just kept <clears throat> so they're trying to turn him into an animal yeah, yeah. okay weapon x weapon <laughs> x like the, the ten can I say weapon? Oh, can I X, say, X, right, yes. X. Yeah. Let me say two I things I don't like. X. Yeah, okay, what are your two things? Any of these X-Men movies. Let's go. Oh, X-Men, right, there's a theme here. Yeah, any of these, yeah. Any of these Brian Singer movies. One, anytime they jump, it's obvious they have cables attached to them. I hate yeah, that. They jump so unnaturally. Yeah. So like unnaturally, so into the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Wolverine's hair is always so bad in the Brian Singer movies. He's got that weird comic book, dude. I just yeah. hate it. You hate the comic book, dude? I hate the comic book, dude. I thought I that his solo films, he looks better. I it's love the comic book, dude. Yeah. I've never felt it. anything about his hair. It looks terrible. You, know. you watched all those <laughs> movies this week. You didn't yeah, think I watched them all. Oh, I love his well, hair. It, it looks great. Yeah, it looks he's terrible. gotten much stronger yeah, over, the, over the series of yeah. these films, but he <laughs> also lost all his chest hair. Wait, when? In this one? He got he got different hairstyles, Yeah, but... But what what happened to all that they chest shaved, hair? They it, shaved his, his chest, chest in the seventies. Inflated man. so much. There's more skin there. <laughs> right. so it absorbed the hair. The hair couldn't <laughs> grow long enough to get and out and of the muscles. In but the Wolverine, he gets burned up by that explosion. Uh huh. And then his hair grows back in the same pattern that it yeah. was. Currently. That's the same as Deke Chops. They do that a lot. <laughs> what is that? I mean, he's, but and yet <laughs> Professor X apparently can't ever get his hair back. <laughs> no. Well, he doesn't have the healing factor. <laughs> no. How about this? Uh, let's let's talk a, a little Why bit about his eyebrows of come out. Professor X's hair. A little bit about what the trailer uh, did spoil the first trailer. So Professor X is absolutely not going to die in this scene where he's not breathing anymore because he has to sit in front of some doors all right. Bald. Well, bald. That has to happen. Yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic that Days of Future Past managed to reset the timeline. However, I think Days of Future Past made a big mistake they probably wrestled with it because it's a really fantastic moment in the film when Wolverine returns to the future and everybody's alive and well and the school is functioning and everybody's happy. It's a great moment for that movie. However, that moment for this movie means all these characters have to get to that point in their lives. Right. So none of the people you saw at the end of Days of Future Past can die. Or right. is it like uh, more of Back to the Future logic and your your future isn't set, nobody's is. So all, if... if uh, Days of Future Past yeah. proved anything. It's that the slight variations mutable. in the past can shape the course of the yeah, future. Yeah, but when when Wolverine shows up, when Wolverine shows up at the end of Days of Future Past, uh, that future what we're seeing in Apocalypse has already taken place. That's what we have to assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was we thinking could, the exact oh, same thing. So, yeah. So because we, we're seeing past the events of Apocalypse. Yeah. So they like reset 2015. Yeah. They reset the past. Wolverine yep. goes into the future. Yep. We're seeing this new future, and Apocalypse is just showing us what's happened between Days of Future Past and the new future. Yeah. We so see the school's the going to be there. Yep. Everyone's going to be thriving. They're all right. Gene and back Scott will the be there. Yep. They won't be dead. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Like so how like McAvoy's going to turn into Stewart somehow. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that that lose their drama because of that. Wait, I think that this movie just felt like another origin story for the X Men, and I was like, man, well, first, yeah, first class yeah. and Future Past are so good and so intricate and so outstanding. And this one, I was like, I mean, it is a good like 
okay, there's a bad guy. Here are the good guys. The good guys are going to fight the bad guy, and we know the bad guy is going to lose. Like, it, it is a very known story. But I'm like, oh, I wish there'd been a little more like intricacy and fun in it. And I feel that's what it. I wanted was fun. Yeah, this movie it wasn't, wasn't fun. super fun. And Jean Grey says when that's she walks fair. out of Return of the Jedi, the third one's always the worst. And I wondered two things. I wondered one, did Brian Singer know he was making the worst one, or was Brian Singer being mean to what was his X3. name Ratner about X three? Ratner because he said the first it, none of them would be there without the first one because he made the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And that's like even uh-huh. and the, the statement second, on comic yeah. book movies in general. Well, and the second one. He made that one too, right? He made it too. But X2. I think it was. I think it was both. Yeah. I think there was. Yeah. It was. A, it was kind of a. I thought that was it like scene a self-aware kinda, joke, yeah, clever meta joke, because self-aware. he's he's commenting on the original trilogy and the current trilogy by saying that he he just knows that fan expectations and the way things shake out, they will. There will yeah. be people that criticize the third one for being the bad one. So it's like he's getting ahead of some of the critique sure. by being like, "Yeah, go ahead and say the inevitable thing that people say about the third one." In this case, it happens to be true. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's so severe though Apocalypse isn't that bad I agree no, I didn't think it was that bad no. at all I think if anything There was a really great movie in there That just got buried under some yeah, nonsense Yeah a lot going on Yeah, yeah. I One agree. thing I, I, I was I think X-Men The Weapon X X-Men, thing Because they right. went back to <laughs> <laughs> They put him back in Weapon X And he has to go through that thought. I thought they were going to change The trajectory completely Because Magneto kept saying Imagine if they were metal I thought like Oh this is a cool idea To change how he gets his his whole story, but then yep. it just laps back into no. You yeah, Striker still X. did it to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, yeah. But uh, you know what is kind of ballsy on their part is to end the, this movie without being like having Xavier and Eric sitting in some room going, "They're they're gonna get us, and I'll, I'll always have to fight you." Bye. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's they they left quoting the yeah. original movies. Um, and, but in a different way. When they had that conversation previously, it was because they they were in Magneto's in prison, right? And they're having that right. same conversation about doesn't it fill you with terror to think that they're going to come for you and your children? And he's like, oh, I feel a great right. swell of pity for whoever comes in that school looking for trouble. They have the same conversation, but now they understand each other. It's just like Xavier yeah. is prepared to fight, and Magneto is prepared to sacrifice and not be Keep so filled peace. with hate. Yeah, yeah, and then they like say, "Okay, we'll see you." Yeah. I thought that was kind I like of that. bold and I thought interesting. It, it was. It was I, bold. I I actually liked a lot of the origin story stuff that they introduced into this, along with some of these node characters, like introducing Storm and bringing Scott into it. You see Scott a little bit in Origins. Yeah, I think I would have preferred this movie to be. Eric's family get killed in the woods and then <laughs> this is this well cuz that was going to happen the anyway end. <laughs> and no and then this is just the new rise of the brotherhood of the mutants because the ones we have in X1 oh, and X2 don't exist anymore please we can't do that please. again oh, why cuz no. we technically we haven't done it yet yes we have it's we a can. terrible coincidence that apocalypse had had to show up the same day that Eric's family dies yeah, yeah, that yeah. that otherwise he might not have done the it. Times, yeah. Barely developed subplot with Magneto's family was more interesting than anything going on with Apocalypse. Absolutely, very interesting. The best thing about this okay. new trilogy Lock of the movies the is Michael Fassbender as Apoc- Magneto. Yeah, he's the coolest element yes. to all these things. I yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. He's fantastic. Yeah, and the Quicksilver scenes. Those are great, man. <laughs> those, those are so are good. More, but it was Long actually rain. Uh, it was a really brilliant dynamic too that they established in Days of Future Past when Quicksilver was in the elevator with Magneto and said, "Oh, I, my mom knew a guy that used to be able to manipulate metal." Mm-hmm. And then flash forward to Apocalypse, and Magneto's family is getting killed, and he's upset because his family's gone, and he wants revenge. But then his son is there trying to stop him. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool dynamic. Yeah. It was. Kinda, I kind of hate that they did that trope where like the son wusses out on the secret dad confession. I was like, I wish he just yeah. said like, well, "Hey man, you're my dad. Will you cut that out?" No, I thought I thought that that would have been the more predictable thing for him to be like, "I've lost my family." No, you didn't. He's right here. You're okay. I'll stop. I thought that was kind of interesting that it didn't yeah, go that it. way. Yeah, because what he like said, that. he said, I'm fighting for my family too because he was fighting yeah, for his dad I know. at the time. Yeah. Remember how they made that big giant X out of steel I-beams? That was absurd. Oh, X-Men. Yeah. That was so bad. That I'm like, we me. get it. That didn't bother me. Oh, that me. made me so that mad. That was him coming like, back to the X-Men. I was like, man. would you stop? We thought, get it. It's the X-Men. I liked it. No. Oh, that made me mad. I was kind of confused by Cyclops in this movie. Here's the nerdy moment for you. Let's all gang up against Tyler. 
who doesn't read X-Men comic books. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do this. In the I comic watched the books, cartoons. Cy- okay, oh, then you cool. should get yeah, this. I love the cartoons. Cyclops, yeah, uh, I-Beam is a concussive blast, right? So it's just basically like a powerful punch or something, yes. you know? Um, but in this thing, it like is hot or something. Right, it, it has like on fire. fire, like just like Havoc's energy blast, his yeah. big brother stuff. From I always thought that that was an amazing much. thing about Cyclops' eye beams is that it wasn't the typical laser eyes. It was like right. you know, it just blasted through stuff. I think mm-hmm. may, I think it's not heat. I think it's going so fast. It's oh, creating it's friction. it's a friction burn in that tree. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't. Yeah, saw I'll he's working that. it out over there. Yeah, it was always red though. So yes, I assumed that there was heat. <laughs> 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 Red means hot. Hey, if you see, uh, and Nightcrawler must yeah. be freezing. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a bigger jacket. <laughs> I just. Hey, why did Nightcrawler have soccer mom hair? He was cool, 80s, man. Bro. No, he you know Nightcrawler that bothered me. Hey, Matt tried to do that in the theater today, and we were all like, "No, I thought it was waterfall fine. at the front and knives at the back." You know, uh, he uh, that's the kid from the road. Was oh, oh is it? Yeah, yeah. All right, shoot. I Zeno thought he was Martin great. He wow. he played Nightcrawler. I just I like Nightcrawler. I would have liked to see more of him yeah. in this movie. And I think characters like Quicksilver and Nightcrawler are getting the shaft because we have to make room for freaking Psylocke and Archangel and yeah. these Too expendable. Yeah. Hey, do you think that in that I I just thought of this and it's totally different trajectory. For <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hey, let's go. Uh that death match, the the cage fight. Yeah. That was a cool callback to the first x-men uh yeah but that they're forced mutants in there to fight each other and angel just killed some fat guy it was the blob you, blob. Oh, man would you just let me get there <laughs> you're always finishing my sentences I hear you. Yeah. sorry it's yeah Matt, it was that guy Matt does it is he the guy from origins the blob yeah, yeah. he's yeah. in yeah. Origins. yeah that's where i was going thanks sorry yeah. <laughs> i didn't mean to steal your thunder well, well speaking of thunder how many more times do we have to hear professor x say just there is still good in you. Yeah, it's Use your powers for good. Choose like, hope. He's oh, not yeah. hope. He's not There's freaking Darth Vader. There's just more than rage and suffering in you. Like, oh, come on, yeah. man. Like, move past. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, they had to Let's move actually show us flashbacks of those conversations. Right. Oh. The flashbacks were kind of effective in this movie, especially with Moira. Uh, yes. when she got her memories back and you're like, oh yeah, they, they actually have experienced so much together and now she's getting the full weight of that Yeah. again. I thought that was kind of nice. I like Moira. She doesn't do a lot other than, you know, be some sort of government connection. Did well, you she guys... She pushes the story forward for you. <laughs> she <laughs> helps. She's, a plot yeah, device. she's, she's yeah. more for exposition and yeah. intel and stuff. Yeah. 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 Did you guys notice that every little bit of dramatic dialogue from the trailer was a different take in the actual movie? Yeah. Because that trailer played before every movie leading up to the summer. Right. And all the big lines, like, or maybe the Bible got it from him. But you yeah. could, <laughs> was, was clearly a different take yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. even the list <laughs> of uh, famous gods that Apocalypse names in the movie are yes. different than the ones he lists. Yeah. Right. He didn't say Yahweh. Yeah. In the he trailer, he says, oh, many names, you know, he says Wrong. Krishna, Ra, Yahweh and in yeah. the movie he's like Elohim Shin and something else I forgot right. but I was yeah. like oh that's kind of interesting I wonder if it's because they had to cut that trailer together really fast so they had whatever takes they were using, or using at the time or maybe it was more like oh everyone's seen that trailer a ton use different takes in the editing I'm okay room. with yeah. using different footage for trailers because even yeah. that last shot of Xavier sitting in the chair in the hallway and the door closes or opens. Yeah. He's he's looking yeah. into the camera and he lifts his head and he gets dramatic. He doesn't do that in he the gangster nod. Yeah. It's it's just more natural. Right. And so I, I think that it's kinda cool that they take scenes from the film and give you different versions of it for the trailer that make it more yeah. dramatic. And any C G heavy movie, you know the effects are going to be absolutely different by the time you see the right, movie to to the last minute before they right. ship it it's uh, going to be working speaking on it. of ship it those cargo containers look <laughs> terrible <laughs> they, they needed to spend some uh, more time on the cargo it. containers that i think they not sent even cut it out just put on the uh, cutting room floor you they sent some it. intern in there to finish that up when they realized <laughs> that no one yeah. had done them so had 50 bucks this left is my big question to end the uh the episode with did apocalypse just end the x-men or at least put the X-Men movie franchise proper into hibernation or are we no. going to have a fast turnaround? You know, days of future fat days of future fast days of future past was such a hit and people were into it so much. And I don't know if you guys remember, but the stinger was apocalypse building yeah. a pyramid. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
it was like, oh, we know we're getting one right away. Singer signed on again. It's going to be great. We were hearing that stuff. It felt like before the movie was even out and doing stuff. And now this one's coming along. It's got a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I read a headline that said, X-Men Apocalypse, colon, meh. The Quicksilver scene was cool. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's true. No, I, I they, uh, they put that stinger in of Mr. Sinister. I had to Google that. Is I'm that not that pretending was? like yeah. I know comic books that well. I said to Patrick, I, no I was like, was. well, better go home and Google it. And Essex Corp is referring to like Nathaniel Essex, who becomes Mr. Sinister. Yeah, but there's more to it. I think that they're going to spin off in the solo films because Wolverine. Just setting up Wolverine's movie. Yeah, there's one more Wolverine That's movie. That's true. He is like a Wolverine and a Gambit bad going, guy. But the story of X-23, the girl Wolverine, yeah, yeah, yeah. is from, he's cl- they're cloned from his DNA. So uh, they're collecting okay. samples to yeah, set they've up been the talking about Wolverine that stupid character but for mi- a while. But Mr. Sinister is a Wolverine bad guy and a Gambit bad guy because Gambit worked for him. And isn't there a Gambit? That movie got canned. Oh, it did? That's it. not even going to happen. It was going to be with Channing Tatum. Oh, but thank goodness that, that got canned. That's Whoa. there to set up more movies. Sure. I don't know yeah. if it's X-Men movies or right. solo but, movies. But the thing is, movies. you know they're going to prepare for more movies. Are right. they actually going to happen. crank them out at I, the right I think go. that they'll make more. The, these these new X-Men yeah. movies are pretty they high got quality. All these kids. Apocalypse isn't bad enough. It's no Genesis, Terminator Genesis. Right. No, I agreed. And we've had worse X-Men movies. Yes. Yeah. So oh, significantly. The where do we go where do we go from here? We go into the 90s. <laughs> right, nine, yeah. like the next logical thing is ninety three. When I everyone, wake up in the morning, in the they just do X Men one again. <laughs> yeah, everyone has an asymmetric haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X Men one like, yeah. Wait, shot for this. shot and word for word with the new with Santa Stark <laughs> as Jean Grey. I've got one big problem about uh, Apocalypse that we haven't discussed yet. What's up? So at the beginning of the film, you see this this naked Egyptian Oscar Isaac, who's able to heal himself laying on a table. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse's consciousness is transferred into him. And so he faces at the end of the movie, he faces the wrath of Gene. Yeah. Which we all know Wolverine is capable of, of healing. Of withstanding. Hence So how in the world did she manage yeah. to, to rip apart Apocalypse Teamwork. when the same genetics in him well, similar genetics in him mm-hmm. were able to withstand it? He doesn't have an unbreakable skeleton. Yeah, I was going to say two two things to the push back on that. Yeah. Is one, we don't know that we know that this guy has an accelerated healing ability. We don't know if it's as Wolverine powerful as Wolverine's, style, which is insanely powerful. Um, yeah. And two, that yeah, the I mean, it doesn't. It's this is down to the mystique nonsense. But in the comics, there's been moments when Wolverine has been actually reduced to a skeleton, and that's enough to grow back on. Yeah, yeah, like in the stuff before Civil War, he's reduced to a skeleton when he goes after the guy that causes the bombing, the Stanford yep. stuff. And he gets blown up. Yeah. You know, and he's like in a and in a nuclear back. explosion in yeah. at the beginning of the Wolverine and Yeah. Yeah. I thought the la- I oh, thought yeah. the apocalypse fight was like a last boss fight in a video game. You just keep hammering, 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 and he just eventually it's dies. Just dumb. It was just yeah. dumb. Yeah, I agree. Well, no, wait. Didn't didn't he say? I've watched so many X Men movies this week. Didn't he say <laughs> your your unity is your weakness, not your strength? But then at the end, they unified together because it was Gene and Scott and all of them fighting uh, him. Well, yeah, that was the line that Professor gave him. He said, "You've missed right. Um, you're all alone. You're, you're alone. alone. I'm yeah, not we're alone. We're going to beat you because you're alone, and we're yeah. not." It was a Harry right. Potter moment. It was very Harry Potter. Gene stepped into the vision of the school, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, when, I was into when that they. Part. They had that fight in their mind, and they were transported to this weird, like, matrix landscape where they're just floating and nothing. Yeah. And then Professor punches him in the face and says, you're in my house. And, and then, then the his house, house is there because he's in my house. The house starts getting built around them yeah. as he's fighting. Apocalypse quotes Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need a bigger house. <laughs> I, uh, I thought this this could be this could be terribly cheesy, but I thought it worked I like well. that. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was kind of an interesting layer on layer thing because then apocalypse was uh being drawn out of the mind world before he was obliterated in the physical uh-huh. realm that was a cool all that stuff was cool you can pull off that kind of fantastical stuff yeah. it's just that the movie was convoluted with a few cheesy layers that really took away from the the stuff that was working well in it and then all that was complicated by uh, some bad you know comic book logic that you just can't get away with at this point. We could probably done that in like X2. Right. Where we're not going to ask questions about it. But then the movies have taken a dip 
uh, back up to high quality yeah. <laughs> at this point where we're like, wait, what, how, why is he dying? Or, you know, is that really, how, why doesn't he just make them all fall into the floor? You know, he, the movie's not planned by its own rules. It's like it follows the whole Quentin Tarantino complaint. You establish all these rules <laughs> yeah. about how powerful he is. Right. And then he doesn't follow his own rules by like, well, Hey, snap your fingers and make all the X-Men fall into the ground and be little twitchy hands sticking yep. out. Like right. none, none of them have the power to breathe in dirt. So you would <laughs> win. <laughs> Maybe he's just not as powerful as he believes. Maybe his biggest power is ego. Maybe. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe no he can really defeat that. He should go to Xavier's school. Apparently he could learn a lot about <laughs> strategy and how to use yeah. his power yeah. better. <laughs> how to use your teammates better. And how while, to use bow and arrow on While targets. we're at it, send the makeup artist <laughs> <laughs> to, school. to the school for the gifted of <laughs> makeup artists. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> yeah, no offense. You, yeah. you know there were 15,000 people that it gave jobs to, right? Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You know, sometimes us in our old cynical old age and watching too many X-Men movies in a week, we, we, we come down a little hard on movies where we are. We say things that were too mean. What did you think about X-Men Apocalypse? Please let us know. We need your opinions because Matt Hughes doesn't know what the heck he's ever talking about. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at youhatemovies. Movies.